President Biden said that he plans to run again in 2024, but won't make a final decision until early next year, because it's like his doctor told him, I wouldn't plan too far ahead. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, that's not even polite. That's uh, almost reality-based. That's yeah, they uh, hate to think that uh, they're going to start uh, red-pilling themselves and seeing the world as it is. Seems very unlikely. Well, happy Monday to you and welcome. It is a crazy world, isn't it? I I was thinking of a curse word, but I was able to stop myself at the last moment. The Senate is now uh, once again in the hands of the Democrat Party, and and uh, now they have to slay Herschel Walker, the party of Jim Crow and the Confederacy, going out with the long knives, the uh, media, and the Democrats, but I repeat myself, going after Herschel Walker because they want 51, 51 seats in the United States Senate. They don't want 50 they don't want the Republicans now at 49 seats with the Democrats at 50 seats. They want to have 51, and they will pull out all the stops, won't they? They're going to pull out all the stops like it's a pipe organ, and they're going to do everything they can to destroy Herschel Walker. The racist smears have already begun on MSDNC and elsewhere. You know, usually what they do is they bring out the black guys and the black women to smear. This is what the, the Democrats do, to smear the uh, African-American Republicans, the black Republicans, and conservatives because it would be unseemly for their white Klansmen to do that sort of thing. You don't even have Robert Byrd come out and do that, you know. Oh, he's no longer available to come out and smear uh, the black people. But, you know, he was a longtime Democrat senator uh, from West Virginia and uh, an ally, a, a colleague of, uh, of Joe Biden's. And uh, he also founded the White Knights of the KKK in the state of West Virginia. He was their exalted cyclops and their Klegel, which is not what you think it is. It's a recruiter. <laughs> it's a recruiter for the, you know, the Democrat Party organization, the White Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, which uh, they inflicted upon the world. Uh, the Democrat Party did because, you know, that's their that's their history. Well, uh, obviously, a great deal to talk about. The House of Representatives still undecided. And let me tell you something. The uh, the news media, they're all about hay and Pelosi. And uh, they're all about what's the difference. They're all about, hey, the Democrats could still win control of the House of Representatives. And, uh, you know, they're hell-bent on this uh, what is it, hell-bent for leather? Is that their, Is that one of their things? I believe that it is, or maybe black latex might do in a pinch. Um, a little less comfortable, perhaps, but but they're uh, they're flexible. They do Pilates and things. They like to. So it is. Um, it's uh, something to see. The House of Representatives still undecided. The uh, the Democrats now in charge of the uh, of the well with 50 votes, 50 seats in the Senate, and they have the tie-breaking vote. In Kamala, there was a funny Kamala moment. Did you see Kamala on Friday was at Arlington National Cemetery, a great shrine to America and uh, American military men and women. And Kamala was there. Joe Biden was out of town being confused on other continents. And boy, was he being confused on other continents, although he is giving away many billions of our dollars 
to uh, beep whole countries so that they can make the weather better. And if you believe that's going to happen, then you definitely voted Democrat. And uh, so Joe Biden's out there and he's confusing countries. He doesn't know what country he's in. He is uh, the man is very, very severely limited uh, mentally. But uh, Kamala had to be his stunt double at Arlington National Cemetery for Veterans Day for what they call a wreath laying. Uh, a wreath laying. It's not really you don't really lay it. It's on a on a stand and you and you present it at the tomb of the unknowns. And um, uh, Kamala was there and she offered up a whopper of a lie and got the appropriate response from the uh, the assembled masses. Here is Kamala Harris on Friday at Arlington National Cemetery, just across the Memorial Bridge from your Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., across the mighty Potomac River. Uh, it used to be the estate of Robert E. Lee, who was a Democrat. And, uh, and here is, uh, here is uh, Kamala Harris at Arlington on Friday. As Vice President, I am proud to serve alongside one of the greatest, 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 greatest champions of our nation's warriors, our President Joe Biden. <laughs> That's, uh, you're familiar with the turn of phrase, damning with faint praise, damning with faint praise. It's like, wait a minute, is she talking about Joe Biden as one of the champions of the, she left out the word transgender. See, if she had just built in the word transgender to the military thing, it would have been would have been much better. Then people would have recognized what she was talking about because to suggest that he's a champion of our military, nothing could be more ridiculous, of course. Ridiculous. That's That doesn't even rise to the level of a smattering of applause, does it? But you think that it qualifies even as a smattering? We're prepared to act in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. Uh, Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush was made famous for that moment. Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, she didn't ask him to clap, and they didn't. They didn't. People, people didn't. So we've got uh, we got uh, a bit of that now. Uh, Biden under the header. <laughs> uh, Biden still sucks. Uh, Biden mistakenly thanks Colombia for hosting ASEAN summit in Cambodia. So that's uh, Joe Biden. He's our president. He represents us. Uh, boy, oh boy. The Association of Southeast Asian Nations having a meeting in Cambodia, where if you know anything about the 20th century, the communists took over there and they murdered millions of people and stacked their heads into pyramids, you know, like the Muslims used to do uh, a thousand years ago, uh, like Tamerlan, Tamerlan the Magnificent. And uh, but never mind that. He went there and he said, you know, uh, he, said he thought he was in Colombia. Pretty amazing stuff. The uh, the politics getting crazy all over the place already because, uh, you know, the midterm elections in theory, I guess, are over. But the Democrats are still counting and they're counting and they can. The longer they count, the more likely it is they win. It's a remarkable thing. And, and that's OK, because the news media likes it. That's the thing about the news media. They like really, really awful things. They're terrible. We have an awful, horrible, corrupt, nasty news media. And I've got a, I, 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 this is, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it today, maybe for the first time ever. I think we should be more like France. What? What? 
did, was there a problem with my audio? Is there something wrong in the studio? I think we should be more like France. Well, not not when it comes to hygiene, clearly, um, or you know, uh, sexuality, uh, but the the uh, or surrendering, you know, uh, uh, military history or anything like that, uh, or building arches all over the place. But uh, but when it comes to elections, I think we should be a lot more like France. And I've talked about this many times. I want to talk about it again today as well. The corrupt Washington Post, owned by information oligarch Jeff Bezos. The, uh, the lead story is, this is the lead story, front page, upper right corner. Rebuke of key election deniers. Rebuke of key election deniers. Um, State-level losses on battleground states. Vote for normalcy amid calls to decertify 2020. Now, Here's the, here's the, so I mean, it's true that Stacey Abrams lost and she finally conceded for once, which is very, very unusual. In Georgia, she lost and she's a giant election denier. That's not necessarily a reference to her uh, physical presence, but she's a giant election denier. And um, she, and then when you ask her about it, you can show the video of her saying that uh, the election was stolen from her, and she lies right to your face. This happened just last week, right, on the television. She was invited on, and it was, uh, oh, it was on uh, Fox News Channel. It was Shannon Bream, wasn't it? And had Stacey Abrams on, and Stacey Abrams, uh, Shannon Bream showed the video of Stacey Abrams saying the election was stolen and said, well, you know, you're an election denier from way back or something like that. And she said, oh, no, I didn't say that. It's like... Say, who was it, uh, James Clyburn, last week also? You show the video of him saying what he said yesterday, and he looks you in the eye and says, I didn't say that. It's like, we just watched the video, and now you're saying you didn't say it. That's right, because, honestly, it's like Joey Bishop in The Guide for the Married Man. That's uh, that most obscure reference I've ever made, probably. That's, <laughs> that's pretty obscure. And the front page of the Washington Post, GOP rivals start pondering... A post-Trump future. This is uh, the Washington Post is pushing that narrative, of course, because that's uh, that's something. And and the uh, the other above the fold story is at at summit, uh, a G20 ship is lacking its rudder. That's because Joe Biden is supposed to be the rudder, but his brain is very severely damaged, and he is not up to the task. Like John Fetterman. You know, John Fetterman, who won the uh, Senate seat in Pennsylvania, the Keystone State, and they're sending him to Washington. They've already set aside a space in a bell tower on Capitol Hill where he will reside, swinging back and forth on the bell. (laughs) And uh, I understand his chief of staff is a gypsy woman named Esmeralda who once showed him compassion. I'm sorry, I'm getting all into the hunchback of Notre Dame here, <laughs> Esmeralda and the, and the whole thing. So there's, there, there is, and that's just scratching the surface because we got a whole category on, on uh, racism and transgenderism because the Democrats are suffering from gender dysphoria. I've been thinking about the timeline on the Democrats and their gender issues, and I'm thinking, I'm not sure, I'm going to have to do the math again, but I think by 2035... Uh, all Democrats will be transgender at the the rate, the pace at which uh, they are converting. I think that uh, just a little over a decade and the deed will be done. I think so. 
Uh, Jen Pisaki is uh, back in. She's got a Twitter account. She hasn't been banned. And uh, she's tweeting out mean things about President Trump in an effort to defend President Biden. Pretty amazing stuff. Now, the the midterms are allegedly over, but they're not because the Democrats are still counting, doing their Jethro Bodine gazintas all over the place for the House of Representatives, and they're still planning on getting 51 seats. They're going to, they're, all the racist attacks against Herschel Walker are really already underway, but they're going to dial them up to 100. Uh, you just watch. And in the meantime, uh, the next election cycle has already begun. It's already begun because of the permanent campaign that never ends, because it's a multi billion dollar industry, it's a business for a great many thousands of people. And uh, billions of dollars exchange hands. And um, it's an industry. It's a business. So it's the permanent campaign. And I think we, the American people, would like to get back to our lives and breathe normally for a minute or two before the political hacks and the news media trying to get ratings and and clicks uh, once again just start throwing chum into the water for all the sharks to attack. Pretty amazing stuff. But the... uh, the Politico, left-wing Politico, why Democrats aren't out of the race for the House yet. See, they're still planning on stealing the House. They'd have to steal some seats, but that'd be okay with them. And uh, they're, they're honestly, in the Washington Post is on the same track. It's not over yet. You know, they're still thinking we can still win the House, can't we? Because the split is... Where is the split? It is uh, uh, 205 seats locked up by the Democrats, 212 locked up by the Republicans. You need 218. But the Democrats, you know, they're like jihadis. They never give up. And they already have lots of suicide attackers, just by the way. You know, New York, Washington, uh, uh, Dallas, Baton Rouge, uh, Alexandria, Virginia, Democrat suicide attackers. But uh, they're, you know, and, and uh, self-immolation on the steps of the Supreme Court for Earth Day. It's Earth Day. you got to expect a Democrat to self-immolate now and again. Uh, and uh, President Trump on Maricopa County, we still don't have the results out of Arizona because, you know, by hook or by crook, by any means necessary, these are the bumper stickers of the extreme radical left who are a threat to our democracy, just by the way. And... Um, Yeah, Uh, and um, uh, uh, Biden is meeting with Xi Jinping, uh, Ricochet Rabbit, and we've got uh, got that for you because nothing was accomplished and a whole lot more. Uh, Gosh, we're at 888-630-9625. There's only one Chris Plant, The Chris Plant Show. Hey, it's Chris Plant inviting you on our 2023 sea cruise. Next June, we'll be headed to the beautiful Mediterranean, sailing from Barcelona to Portugal, with stops in Ibiza, Casablanca, and more. For details, visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Also, the climate apocalypse looms large uh, the earth is on fire and we're all going to die soon. Soon. That's the Democrat Party's message. And uh, Joe Biden in Bali, Indonesia, just met with Xi Jinping. And then he came out and uh, talked about uh, political violence in the United States, but 
but he doesn't obviously understand political violence in the United States and that 99.88% of it is Democrats looting and burning and killing and sacking and plundering, you know, Democrat Party stuff. Uh, let's go to the uh, telephones, Michael. And because uh, we got uh, gender, we got the climate. Oh, racism. Let's not forget racism because these are the Democrat Party's themes of division in America. Let's go to uh, let's go to Jeff calling from Hagerstown, Maryland. Jeff, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Jeff. Are you skydiving? Yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he um, he's about as smart as a uh, block of uh, Parmesan cheese, so uh, that ought to be, you know, part of the course. Then, um, are you there, Chris? Yes, I am. Sorry about that. So then you got Joe Biden. He, hopefully he doesn't make his decision uh, to run in 2024 until 2025. That would work out really great for us. Well, you know, he uh, he did uh, just two weeks ago say that the election was on uh, November 9th when it was actually on on November 8th. And uh, he did. What, what did he say? He got the uh, GM is going to go all electric by the year 3035. He said 3035. So he was off by a thousand years. So you don't you don't normally get, uh, you know, missed by a millennium. He, uh, but but Joe Biden does. And it would be just as well. In fact, it would be best for not only the United States of America, but for all of humankind if Joe Biden yeah. uh, stepped down today. And certainly if he announced that he was not running again. But we are expecting that he's going to announce that he's running again. Right, Jeff? He's going to run. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, Chris, you have time for one more? One more. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when he was in Hagerstown and, uh, he thought that uh, two words were made in America. Actually, he was uh, referring to a exotic dancer that uh, Hunter Point. I'll leave you. I'll leave you with that one. But uh, boom, uh, made. Um, <laughs> it's uh, 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 Joe uh, Biden is the grandfather of uh, of uh, now I think a four-year-old girl, right? Navy Joan Roberts or Navy Jean Roberts. Uh, Hunter Biden's bastard child with the stripper that the Bidens don't acknowledge because, you know, they're keeping it classy, San Diego. That's what they're doing. They're going to go all electric by 3035. This is the Chris Plant Show. Yeah, I love the Washington Post's rebuke of key election deniers. And Stacey Abrams is not really featured in this uh, story, interesting. And Hillary Clinton wasn't even running this time because she's the biggest loser in the history of the world. Um, But uh, she's an election denier. She's denying elections past and future. Stacey Abrams, uh, a fanatic about denying her election loss four years ago. And and when called on it, you play the video for her right in front of her face, she continues to deny like she's doing comedy or something. Her interview should come with a laugh track. Uh, and, of course, the DNC chair and former Virginia governor, Terry McAuffle, a, uh, a chronic election denier, 
Democrats have been, they've denied every presidential election in the 21st century that they've lost, and they continue to. Pretty amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, and I also love this at, at, at Summit G20 ship is lacking its rudder. And uh, amazingly, the story is not about how the United States is not up to the task because Joe Biden is our president. So the world is rudderless and, you know, they're, gosh, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. pretty amazing stuff. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, also, they, uh, it's, it's kind of a D.C. story, but then again, it's not because Joe Biden used Union Station as a backdrop for his one of his dummy speeches a couple of weeks ago. And I pointed out and some others pointed out that Union Station is an embarrassment to Western civilization and to our nation's capital because a, a spectacular building, one of the country's great buildings, it's 115 years old. Uh, but the Democrats have ruined it. Uh, it's now full of junkies and, uh, you know, drug addicts and drunks and homeless people and crazy people, mentally ill people, and and all and uh, all the businesses have left. And we pointed that out when Joe Biden was using it as a backdrop, and the Washington Post didn't because they're a Democrat Party press release masquerading as a legitimate newspaper. But today, below the fold on the front page, hard times at Union Station. Oh, no kidding. Uh, Were you listening to my show then? Residents, comma, workers, workers. Remember when people were employees and taxpayers and commuters and parents? Now, because the left is here, the real left, they riot and loot and plunder, and they call people workers. Workers of the world unite, have uh, nothing to lose but what's left of your minds. Residents, workers, worry about the fate of the 115-year-old landmark. Yeah, now they're going to want to tear it down because they've wrecked it. They tried this about 30 years ago, too, to tear it down. Uh, They were stopped, thankfully. Union Station had as many as 100 stores more than two decades ago. Yeah, more like uh, uh, six years ago. It's down to 40 retailers and eateries, while more than half of its commercial space sits vacant. Calls for fire and emergency services, you know, ambulances and and stuff, show uh, a range of problems at the station, including drug and alcohol intoxication, overdoses, and assaults. Other than that, it's a great place to go. Bring the family. And it was a place that you'd bring the family and you'd marvel at the the architecture and how beautiful the building was and restaurants in there, uh, uh, Duo's Pizza and and, uh, lots of places you could bring the family, but no more. Meanwhile, foot traffic remains well below pre-pandemic levels with metro and commuter rail traffic roughly halved, that is to say cut in half. Uh, uh, uh. Travelers, commuters, and workers, there's that communist word again, say they're worried about the fate of the 115-year-old landmark, a once vibrant gateway into the nation's capital. And and the Democrats have destroyed it. But uh, all of this as, uh, oh, by the way, there was another shooting last night about a block, uh, maybe as much as two blocks from the radio station, 
Now, this is what used to be considered uh, quite a nice neighborhood in Washington, D.C., but there is a restaurant uh, a couple blocks away, and we go there and have radio station events there and stuff, called Clyde's, part of a, a, a Clyde's group of restaurants in Washington, D.C. A local group owns a bunch of restaurants, and they're, you know, perfectly good. And this place, um, you got a fun downstairs bar with a race car in the middle of the bar and stuff. And, uh, and last night at, at midnight on Sunday night, uh, bang, bang, as Nancy Sinatra used to sing, bang, bang. Somebody shot, and then was somebody else injured? Uh, one was shot and somebody else injured because the Democrats are making everything better. They, they like a world with more criminals and fewer police because that's the Democrat Party's plan. And in New York City, they overwhelmingly voted for Kathy Hochul to be governor again because they. I think that most New Yorkers look forward to being thrown in front of a subway train uh, when they least expect it. This is what they aspire to, and that's why they vote Democrat. Pretty amazing stuff. All right, let's uh, let's see. Let's go to well. Let's let's take another phone call before we go to audio. But we've got a lot of audio to get to, as you might imagine. There was a weekend and everything. Um, let's go to Robert calling from Waldorf, Maryland. Roberto, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your staff. Why? Thank you. My staff. Look, that's Michael Piercy. Jeff is on the phones today. They do a wonderful job, have been for a long time. Um, I just wanted to point something out and see what you think about this. And the Republican Party had two years to be aware. They, they are aware of the, the mail-in ballots and the, the drop boxes. And in, in Wisconsin, they were able to win a court case there, and the Supreme Court said it was unconstitutional, and they threw that out in Wisconsin. And as you see, you know, the senator in Wisconsin wins. But I'm here to say today that if if they don't do something with that, and they need to do it today, if they don't attack these mail-in ballots, mail-in drop boxes, the Republican Party, I don't care if they run J.C., Donald Trump, whoever they want to run, and I love Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. no Republican, Chris, will ever win the White House again. Because you got Pennsylvania locked in, you got uh, Michigan locked in, you got Nevada locked in, and Arizona. There's no way. If that doesn't change, I don't care who you run, I don't care how much money you put out there, the Republican will never win. And Hillary Clinton, seeing this, Chris, Hillary Clinton is going to take out Biden, and she will run and win with the system that we have in place now. But for the Republican Party, Chris, to sit there, me and you've had these conversations for years about the Republican Party, for them to sit there, and know this, and not challenge any of this stuff in court. There's, there, there's court cases out there, come down from the Supreme Court, 9-0 verdicts. Why the Republicans haven't put out some legal team, send a send, send $6 million to Lisa Murkowski, why don't you put some money into this? Because this is where the battle is. Because if you don't stop this, Chris, we're pissing in the wind, brother. You know, uh, you're uh, 100% right about the uh, about the structure that the Democrats have set up, and they were this was well underway. This mail out ballot and drop boxes and midnight and you know no postmark and no signatures and no date uh, because the Democrat Party is uh, obsessed with power. They're drunk with power and they're corrupt as any third world gang of criminals in military uniforms that you're going to find. 
uh, anywhere on the planet Earth. They they honestly are. And I, you know, I have friends who vote Democrat. I I was raised in a Democrat household. My dear departed uh, wonderful mother was a Democrat. This is not the Democrat Party, as I've been saying for some time now. The Democratic Party isn't, right? Friendly fire isn't. Common sense isn't. And most definitely the Democratic Party isn't. They are uh, obsessed with power by any means necessary. They stock the pond with, you know, people that self-identify as communists from Van Jones to CIA director John Brennan. We got all these Alinskyites, Saul Alinsky followers and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, uh, you know, radicals, e- e- extremists all over the place. Uh, it, it, they love Chairman Mao. We've got Anita Dunn today. Her favorite political philosopher is Chairman Mao. They uh, they agree with Mao that all political power comes from the barrel of a gun. And uh, they are here and they've taken over the Democrat Party and the edu- educational system. And and, uh, you know, we're in a we're in a tough spot. But what they've done with our elections and they've been plotting this for a long time is absolutely corrupt, as Robert is is saying, if the Republicans don't do something about it, the Democrats will just keep counting and counting and counting like the third worlders that they are until they come up with enough. It's it's the difference. This is a, a new a discussion between votes and ballots. Republicans count votes. Democrats count ballots. And they mail ballots to everybody at every college campus, every apartment building. And then they have, you know, teenage stoners recruiting everybody on the college campus to go uh, vote early and get your mail-in ballots and your, your mail-out ballots because they, they mail them out to everybody. I'm, you know, if you need an absentee ballot, I've voted absentee uh, at least once in my lifetime. I, um, you know, I was uh, in Saudi Arabia for a few months and I and I had to get an absentee ballot so I could vote. That's, you know, you're overseas, you're not going to be uh, in a position to vote on Election Day. That's that's fine. But the idea that we're going to mail out all and just have hundreds of millions of ballots out there, just out there. Right. And then people show up on Election Day and they don't use their mail in ballots, but the mail in ballots are out there. And 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 where's we've got them They're They're counting. I think we've got some stories on this, too, don't we, Michael, on the, how the uh, where is it in Nevada where they they allow the where they're still counting? Maybe it's Arizona. They allow the ballots uh, to be postmarked on Election Day. Right. On Election Day. So Tuesday. In this case, November eighth. The if you, it has to be postmarked. So you drop it in the mail that day. It might not be postmarked till the next day, and then it's not valid. But the Democrats want to count it anyway because they're in, extremely corrupt, like uh, third world banana republics. Let me say also that I, uh, it, uh, gosh, there's just so much to say about it, but. Well, all of this, the Republicans, let me start with Robert being correct, that these these key elements, the drop boxes where you show up at midnight with a mask and latex gloves, and the New York Times says, oh, it's because it's cold in Atlanta, so you wear surgical gloves. Well, it wasn't cracking a safe, it was cold. And uh, the mail-out ballots, and then all these these tricks that that they've instituted. And then it became the Wuhan Red Death, right? Because the Wuhan Red Death, we all have to have the drop boxes and midnight and day after and for some reason no signature and no postmark and, and all this. 
And then you cover up the windows so poll watchers can't see when you're counting. And then in this case, in Nevada, we had the cameras go out uh, for eight and a half hours where the ballots were uh, supposed to be counted. And that's okay. And the New York Times is fine with that. Uh, it's, you know, this is third world stuff. And the Democrat Party is the third world. And to the extent that they run the United States, we are increasingly a third world country. And we see it in Washington, D.C. all the time. But let me, let me go back um, to where I was going initially before I digressed all over the place and what Robert was talking about. Um, my friend Ken Timmerman, Threat Watch, uh, he put out a, uh, an article over the weekend, Ken Timmerman did, and it's uh, France and the New Puritans and the Uni Party attack on Trump. Now, the Uniparty is, of course, the Democrats and the Rhinos, right? And and I say, you know, we had a great blowout victory here in Florida, and the GOP picked up seats in the House in New York, California, and elsewhere. The GOP had lost two governor's races in Democrat strongholds, Maryland and Massachusetts, Gesundheit, but appears to be poised to pick up Nevada and Arizona. Now, uh, jumping ahead, he says, he says, the French, this is it. See, I don't like to emulate the French, but in this case, I might have to make a mistake. I shower daily. Um, my beloved bride, my best girl, Western grooming habits. Um, you know, the French, Pepe La Pew, right? We got Pepe La Pew. That's, uh, that's what that's all about. Ken Timmerman wrote, the French outlawed vote by mail in 1973 because they understood it was an invitation to fraud. Today, over 40 million French men and women show up on Election Day, present voter ID, and cast their ballots. And by 8 p.m., when the polls close nationwide, uh, the Interior Ministry releases preliminary results. What's so hard about that? I agree with Ken Timmerman, and I agree, I'm going to say it out loud, I agree with France. Oh, that's crazy. That's terrible. It took just days, Ken Timmerman writes, for the Uniparty to blame the lack of a red wave on Donald Trump. Fox Business host Stuart Varney had been badgering political guests all week to dump Trump, and it's a disgrace. I thought Kellyanne Conway had it about right when she told him the Democrats have no policies, but they're united. The Republicans have winning policies, but are not united. Tammy Bruce also pushed back against Varney on his, uh, on his uh, show, said it's not up to party bigwigs and the media to decide who should run in the primary. Republican voters will decide. Uh, speaking of which, we've got, uh, we've got news on that, too. And we are at 888-630-9625. I'm French! Why do you think I have this outrageous accent, you silly king? You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Hi, Michael. Let's go to a telephone call. I didn't get to the audio that I wanted to get to there, but we will will get to that audio. You know, the permanent campaign and the Chairman Mao-loving, communist-loving Democrat, and then some truth-telling from an actual member of Congress who's not a communist. And uh, let's go to to Mike. 
calling from Middletown, New Jersey. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Great to talk to you again. Welcome, Mike. Uh, I think that you're right. The main important thing that we're always have to focus on now are is ballot collection and control, not votes. You see it in the in Nevada. Laxalt said they needed 63 percent of the remaining votes to win, and Bamo, that's what they got to get them, get her over the top. Right. And the other thing I'd point out is that the states that allow ballot harvesting, they're basically allowing straw men uh, using straw men to obtain the votes. Now, Democrats hate strawman when it comes to guns, but when it comes to votes, they seem to have no problem with this. Well, because uh, they like to win elections. Elections are to be won, and, you know, uh, and, and that's, that's all there is to that. And you're right, in Nevada, uh, uh, Adam Laxalt is like, well, they're going to have to win, you know, 64% of the outstanding ballots. And so the Democrats are looking at the same math, and they're saying, well, we can do that. We can make that happen. How do we, how do we facilitate that? And then they facilitate. How many days after Election Day, Mike, uh, are they still counting the votes? And then, surprise, surprise, pretty much every time they spend a week uh, counting the ballots, they're just like, hey, we got enough. We got enough now. I mean, it's like uh, full mafia gangster stuff. That's exactly right. Three-card Monty in Times Square. You can't win. Um, and, and, and look, uh, Robert was right and you're right. The Republicans need to take this up immediately. And the Florida model is obviously the model. And I would, if I were the Republicans, I'd also introduce France. I'd be throwing France all over the place saying, here's how they do it in France. And here's the results they get. Here's how they do it in Florida. And here's the results they get. Now, these guys, let me say this, Mike, they are demolishing confidence in our system. Are they not? Correct. I have no faith, especially as the elections, as the accounting goes on longer. If it was one or two days, fine. But when you go three or four, all the conspiracy theories creep in. And then, and with, and with good reason, it's legitimate to question the system that we have, to be doubtful, to be, you know, healthy skepticism is, is healthy. It's a good thing. This leads to cynicism and a lack of confidence in our entire set. We're, we're the laughing stock of third world countries now, thanks to the Democrats. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.